to a very special game club. I am your host, John Lucero. I'm joined by Brittany Beschel. What's up? And we are here to talk about Life is Strange, Before the Storm, Episode 1, <laughs> Awake. <laughs> I didn't even remember the title of the episode yeah. <laughs> already. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very long title. Jason's going to love typing that out. Uh, and it is the prequel series this is the first episode in a prequel series to life is the titular life is strange a uh a series very important to the history of the game club on this site uh steve also the first time i ever did a podcast was from was because of that game yeah same and the reason i am on this site all the time now is because (laughs) of that game so so you can either thank or blame don't nod for that one yeah so depending on your opinion of me (laughs) um so yeah and so i've i had i was very skeptical of a prequel series for that game because i really i really like life is strange it uh it's questionable dialogue and all sometimes (laughs) and uh uh, i know it holds a very special place in britney's heart i don't know if she wants to get into every reason that is no because this podcast will be hours long and nobody (laughs) wants to hear that (laughs) yes but she it's is it your would you say it's your favorite game of all time or or would you is here's, it, I'm not, here's, here's yeah. the thing for the longest time after playing life is strange i kind of struggled with that because i don't i'm very bad at numbering things like oh yeah this game's like my fourth favorite or fifth like <laughs> putting it in like a top 10 or something but i i kept saying that it was kind of tied for my favorite game of all time with the mass effect series but after andromeda came out i feel like it's kind of tarnished the name of the brand um so now i feel like maybe it's slipped a little bit under life is strange so yeah as of right now it's my favorite game of all time okay i mean game series because so far i'm liking where this is going yeah yeah i and we're obviously going to get into that but uh i i am pleasantly surprised by this for this episode um so yeah yeah let's just let's just get into it and okay so this game opens has a bit of a cold open. It opens with Chloe on the on some train tracks, smoking a cigarette. It was a cigarette. It wasn't a joint, right? It was just a cigarette. Oh uh, yeah, I think it was just a cigarette. Yeah, um, you know, doing hood rat shit, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she she narrowly jumps out of the way of the train, all dramatically and whatnot. Being uh, a try hard as usual. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of a a theme for this early section of the game which is the section they showed off at E3 and is I think the weakest part of this whole episode is the very opening which is unfortunate because it's like the first taste of this uh, this this uh, prequel series and uh, <clears throat> I think one of the things that makes it a little poor is the the immediate immediately you notice that Chloe's voice actress is different for the series mm, yeah There's no it is no longer Ashley Birch, um, a very accomplished voice actress. I actually don't remember the name of the new one. I I looked it up. I forgot to write it down, though. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she is. She's okay. She seems okay. I feel like she gets more uh, comfortable with the role as the episode goes on. I felt early on, uh, it just didn't click for me more than I. I I had more. It bugged me more than I thought it would. Is what I'm. <laughs> 
Uh, Well, okay. If anybody happens to follow me on Twitter or just know me in general, you know that as soon as I found out that Ashley Birch wasn't doing the voice for Chloe, I kind of turned my back on it and was like, nah, skip it. (laughs) Like, I feel like the the voice for Chloe is such an important part of her character. So when I found out that somebody else was taking it over, I wasn't all too excited about it. Um, But then, of course, it came out. I kept hearing good things about it. Um, friends wanted me to play. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll try to put it aside. But just like you're saying in the beginning of the episode, I feel like her performance was pretty weak, which was just kind of like proving my, my point and just fueling my animosity toward this new girl. So sorry about it. But, um, I definitely agree that throughout the episode, she definitely improved and it kind of got to the point where, you know, you just forgot that it was a new voice and she still seemed very Chloe. Yeah, like the the writing is, is still there. So at least, and I think it in a lot of ways, Chloe's writing is stronger in this one. It's which makes it's good because she even plays an even bigger role in mm-hmm. the series. She is the she is taking over the main as the player character in place of uh, Max, who is not in this game necessarily. She actually is like in it. She's weirdly in this game a lot for not actually showing up in the game. She has a she's kind of a specter over this whole situation and we'll get into that as we, as we go along but yes uh so it's it's good that the writing is better for chloe she's a little more relatable she then she can she can be very hard to appreciate as a character in the first one on because she's just you know the headstrong rebellious teen yeah, in this one I was going to say, I also feel like the dialogue in general in this game is definitely improved. And I don't know, uh, is Deck Nine American? Uh, I don't remember. And but I mean, I do know, like, all, all Deck Nine done is a new pop, the new uh, developer of this. They have not, don't nod. This is, uh, and Deck Nine has only, uh, their most well-known thing they've done, I think, is they did a Ratchet, the Ratchet and Clank collection on PS3. Mm, okay. And um, another collection. But, uh... Yeah, they seem to have only done remasters so far. This is kind of looks to be their at least. Uh, um, and I looked at their catalog. That's the only thing I recognize game wise. This seems to be their first big solo project. Right. So, would this be considered like a triple A title or? No, I don't. I would not. Uh, the the maybe if Life is Strange two blows up. Uh, maybe then, but I don't. I don't think I would quite consider this a triple A thing. You know, this is a. It's. It is a well liked series, but it doesn't have the same budget like of a of a triple A game like a Call of Duty or a Destiny, right? Or or Horizon. But, well, I guess uh, back to my point. What I was saying is, I feel like Deck Nine has maybe a much better grasp of uh, how teenagers actually interact and talk to each other because it feels a lot more real than. You know, certain things that people are saying, like, wowzer, or, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> the, the I, like. <laughs> I agree. I think the teenage, the the dialogue between teenage, teenagers in this is much better, and less Diablo Cody-esque. <laughs> yeah, but, that's a good comparison. Um, I, think we're, I think where it's still weak is the, and a conversation between adults and, and the children. I feel, I still, I still think it comes off. <clears throat> a little less natural and more like adults are bad, kids are good. Yeah, they but, all come off as very condescending. Yes. <clears throat> but, okay, so it opens up 
also this fun this a little fun thing the very first line of dialogue is she talks about she's going to she's going to a concert out in the middle of the woods in this shady s barn to see she wants to see this band called firewalk which is a twin peaks reference actually which is funny because that's very very early on in the first game the, the twin she has a twin peaks license plate but firewalk with me is the twin peaks movie that came out after the first two seasons and uh as a huge Twin Peaks fan now, after this year after watching it, I uh, really appreciated that that dumb little nod. But yeah, so Chloe is out out in the middle of the night. She's 16 and she's trying to sneak in. She's trying to get into this apparent this concert in this weird barn that also has a bouncer for some fucking reason. <laughs> even even though there's like 15 people inside. <laughs> like like it's like some big deal like the, this fucking barn concert let's be real i believe that the reason why there's only about 15 20 people inside is just uh time restraints you know <laughs> time constraints like they can't animate thousands of people inside this underground concert but yeah i, yeah, I get what you're saying <laughs> i understand it's just it it makes it seem a, a little odd you they're know, not gonna that, lose their <laughs> liquor license you know if someone's underage drinking like yeah, the business so, isn't going to get shut down. Yeah, so Chloe tries to talk her way past this bouncer. She gives him her fake ID, and he knows it's a, he knows it's fake ID. And so after that, you can talk to him again. Actually, before that, in in place of the t- pictures that Max would take in the, in Life is Strange, uh, to go along with Chloe's character, you can now tag things with graffiti uh, every now and then. So, yeah, she made. A, like a, a meth lab joke in mind. I don't know if you went with that one, but uh, yeah, that's the one I picked. Yeah, um, but yeah, that that that's just a little. Uh, basically, the this game's version of collectibles is finding it, finding all the places to tag. Anyway, back to the important part. She she goes up to talk to this bouncer, and this guy seems to be a a large Samoan man. I believe he I believe he even mentions he's Samoan. Um, and there is a new mechanic for this game because you, Chloe doesn't have time powers. <laughs> she has no, she, uh, up to now, I've, there's no hint of her ever having any sort of powers. So I don't, I think this game is going to keep it that way. I hope that would be a little, I mean, boring. I'm actually kind of okay with that because they talking about life of strangers, uh, too, real quick. Um, they already said that it's not going to be the same characters or anything, so it would be kind yeah. of strange if they added in the rewind mechanic again for that. So this alone has kind of made me a little bit more um, hopeful that the second game could be good without having the same powers. Like, they're not going to be relying on rewinding time too much. Yeah, I hope, and I do hope that they, I hope they have some sort of supernatural element to it. I think that's a key part of the series. I'm curious to what they're going to do. But uh, in this one, Chloe doesn't have any, so her... In place of that, they have a new—I forget what it's called. The back this talk new, challenge. This, yes, right here. Right there, it is. Right, written down right here. The back talk challenge, <laughs> where you have to um, insult someone enough to where they let you do what you want, <laughs> which <laughs> makes no sense at it's, all. <laughs> it's such a okay. So this large bouncer man is like—he allows this 16-year-old girl past him if she insults him enough. Like he's like, you're 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 all right, kid. Go in there and have alcohol and do the drugs, and uh, and have have fun at this part. Because like you, you insulted my cultural uh, yeah. design on yeah. my motorcycle. You're all right. Go yeah, right. Yeah, she in. made like you know, really insensitive 
like a joke about him because he had flowers on his motorcycle because he's uh you know yeah it's some kind of polynesian design or something like yes that. yes and so she makes she calls she basically this insults his manhood because he has uh floral designs on his motorcycle and he's like you're all right kid <laughs> and lesser in <laughs> and uh <laughs> personally i don't think it would work on me uh I have never been in a in a uh, back talk off though I guess so I well don't... <laughs> um, as someone who's been doing security for almost ten years now I can assure you that somebody acting like that <laughs> would not gain entry into any building that I'm in front of um, and I'm not some large Samoan dude either so it's I, I don't know the funny thing about this whole back talk thing is right from the start I thought it was hysterical because. Uh, Again, if you know me at all, I kind of tend to run my mouth a little bit. So in an ideal world, I would be able to get away with backtalking people and getting what I want. Unfortunately, it's very unrealistic and it doesn't work. And I just end up getting <laughs> myself in trouble. But anyway. Yeah. Well, for Chloe, it works. And she she gets into this uh, Shady Barn concert. And uh, if you and inside is a there's a bar area. There's some people that are drunk all over the place. And. You have some, you have some choices, a few minor choices you can make while you're in here before you get to the the meat of this section, and one, one of them involves a guy sitting on, the, at the trunk of his car with it open and a bunch of band merchandise in it, if and uh, Chloe wants a firewalk shirt, and uh, I immediately try to just grab one, and he was <laughs> like, he, he was like, no, 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 uh. So, and that leads to an option to where if you get, if you go to the front of the car, this car is precariously parked on the edge of a, of a loading ramp and it's, it's got the parking brake pulled up and you have the option to pull the parking brake or not. I pulled the parking brake. (laughs) So (laughs) did you do the same, Brittany? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I can kind of just say ahead of time now that anything bad that you could do, I pretty much did. So. Uh, I, gener- I generally did. There were a few instances where I didn't. But yeah, I, coming up right after this, actually, when I didn't. Uh, but yeah, you pull that brake, that, it moves the car, it hits someone else's car, and he's, while he's talking to that person, uh, you, I go in there and snag a shirt. And there's also, it gives you an opportunity to, to because you see a box of money and there's two hundred dollars in there and it gives you an opportunity to take that two hundred dollars i did not take the money (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i did i I took the money it's which is which is good because i know because after after this uh moment you can i ran into uh i think right after this i ran into frank bowers who is a relatively major character from the first game uh the from the uh, and this is so, so this game takes place, what, three years before Life is Strange? Two years? I think it's three, because I'm pretty sure Chloe was 19 in the first game. Right, she's, she's, out of, she's, she's out of uh, Blackwell at that point in time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So this is early Frank Bowers. This is um, before... This looks like... I, I, don't remember, I don't remember if I saw Pompadou ever in this game. <laughs> but uh, my boy Pompadou. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you talk to Frank, and it references how he's been Chloe's dealer for a while, and she owes him money. And he tries to, she tries to get uh, to get some uh, weed from him, and he's like, "You already owe me seventy-five bucks." <laughs> and uh, I did not, 
I was like, whatever at that point, because I did not steal two hundred dollars three seconds ago. <laughs> so I, <didn't, laughs> so I'm, I am. Uh, I'm curious, Brittany. Did you? Did you? Uh, did you take the weed? I sure did. I yeah. mean, listen, if I was this type of person, I definitely would. Especially if you're at some shitty barn concert, you probably have to be high and or drunk to deal with that. I mean, I asked. So <laughs> I, I, I did drink. There was a just a a apparently free thing of cold beers just sitting around also so, unrealistic but go on yeah i was i was like this this isn't really free is it <laughs> <laughs> just another one of the several things that she's stolen since walking in the door two minutes ago yeah so and uh, after talking to frank and uh actually if you get high is it how is there like is there a scene of her lighting it up or no and that's the weird thing is she just kind of has it and doesn't actually use it during i mean i'm sure she uses it eventually i don't thought that weird (laughs) well yeah no i mean at the show (laughs) yeah at the show she doesn't well it does cut away well we'll we'll, we'll get to that too but uh so you try to and then you move over to the there's like a little hallway leading into the actual concert area and it's a bunch of people that are just dancing in the hallway there. I, like, this place is that packed. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's, uh, so you try to get in there. You can't get past this wall of dancing people. And you bounce back and you bounce into this uh, fucking this guy. I don't remember what his name is, but he just... just you know, it's a, really, it's a shitty dude looking dude. You're like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. And uh, he comes across as immediate like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chloe insults him, of course, and uh, and moves past him. And to get into the uh, concert, he decides to go up the stairs and watch it from the loft. And that's when they you actually get to see the band play the Firewalk, and they suck. <laughs> <laughs> The sound mixing, I don't know if it's purposely as bad as it is. I don't know if you're supposed to think they suck, but the sound mixing is very bad, at least in my for my in my experience. This the is a mix- barn show, John. What do you want? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I want some standards, Brittany. It's just like, I don't know about the acoustics of a barn <laughs> since I haven't been to one ever, let alone for a concert, but I'm pretty sure if there was one, it wouldn't sound very good. <laughs> And it did not. It sounded awful. So I, I think it was on purpose. I don't know if they intended on purpose. They made it just sound terrible. I <laughs> thought it was terrible. And uh, I don't know if you, I don't know what your opinion on Firewalk's performance were. But, they were uh, a band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chloe was very into them. She was she was super into it. And at, after their song or whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The the shady dude and his and his buddy come upstairs, and they are still trying to get. Chloe, were they trying to get Chloe to? Were they trying to get her to do? Um, I think they were just. I don't know because they were just like trying to force a genuine apology out of her. Which I mean, I don't know. I don't even. It wasn't even her fault that the guy's beer was knocked into him. She was shoved by somebody else. So. Yes. I don't know what they wanted. I really don't. That's the thing that was kind of confusing about it is like you're at a concert. It's crowded, allegedly. Things happen. Beers get knocked into people. Get the fuck over it or go home. So I'm not really sure 
the motivation for them going after her makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if it was like a sex thing, which is really uncomfortable because she's, again, she's 16 at this mm-hmm. point in time. So, yeah, it that was weird. And, and they are backing her, into, backing her into her corner. And, but she is, and then someone gets their attention, and that someone is Rachel Amber. And which, and she, and Rachel Amber is basically the whole basis for why this prequel series exists, I think, at least in my opinion. The only reason you would create a prequel series for, for Life is Strange is to flesh out Rachel Amber, who is a character in the first game who never ha- never shows up, she, but she's like, she's kind of like the the main crux of of the, like, of Chloe and Max's uh, journey and investigation in the first one. I think Rachel is to Life is Strange as Max is to Before the Storm. Yes, where yeah. they are a major part of the story without actually being there. Yeah, and you they you you get a good sense of Rachel as a character from Life is Strange without her ever saying a word, just from Chloe's descriptions and everyone else's descriptions of her, and just other story. And in the first, she's actually a very similar character to uh, Laura Palmer in, Tw- in Twin Creeks, who is like the crux of Twin Cre- uh, uh, Twin Peaks. Sorry, <laughs> Twin Creeks. That's a movie theater chain that's near me. Oh. <laughs> um, they have great, they have lazy boys for chairs. It's fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah. But yes, she is the murder victim that brings the FBI agent to investigate the town of Twin Peaks. And she, and as, as the show goes on, you find out more about her and what, what her relationship with everyone in the town was. And it's very similar to Rachel Amber. So, so that it, so that, and that's, so that's all you have of her from there, and she, sh- and this, and then all of a sudden she's just, she's in the game now. She's right there in front of you, and I recognized her immediately. Even if I, even if I hadn't known she was going to be in the game already, I mean, I, I, I recognized her immediately, and uh, she, she gets their attention, and you have a cha- choice, a, cha- a choice for Chloe, which is to either just run away. Or to hit them, and I hit them with the with the beer bottle that I had earlier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which it caught it hit the main the main skeezy dude, but his buddy then just punched Chloe in the face. That's immediately. Yeah, which it was I, kind of brutal, but yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> she's that's a she's a girl. She's a sixteen year old girl, and you just punch her in the face. But uh, yeah, so so that caused Chloe to have a black eye, and. Uh, so she and she has for the rest of the, of the game. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you run away with Rachel, and as you go downstairs, Frank sees you guys running away, and he seems to see Rachel, as from what I remember. So, and there are, which is hints. I don't know what their relationship at this point is, but in Life is Strange, they had they seem to have a pretty a pretty big history by the by the time that uh, it gets to, uh, three years into the future, mm. a lot of. So I think I I assume there's something going on at that point in time too, based on his reaction. Uh, but he stops those guys, and then instead of leaving, you and Rachel just go go into the get into the concert and start dancing, and just you know dancing the night away. And then it cuts away, and that's kind of the end of the first section. So it's it was a it was a very weird section of the game. It's weird. It was a weird opening to it too. It just kind of felt all over the place. The dialogue at that point in time was not not super impressive. It seemed uh, Chloe's Chloe's writing seemed a little uh, little all over the place in terms of her character. 
Yeah, so. and with that, I kind of feel like um, even though the dialogue between characters is much improved, I feel like the dialogue where um, you go and just kind of look at objects and walk around and look at things, the stuff that she says in her head is like max level stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was very max like, and uh, also I don't know if you noticed, but she says everything out loud. As far as I think. Wait, like, so it's it's not her just thinking it? She's saying it out loud? I, there are times, at least, that I saw her mouth moving when she was saying stuff. And I was oh. like, you're just saying this out loud? <laughs> <laughs> no one just does that. No one walks around and has musings about things out loud. I didn't <laughs> notice that. Are you sure? Maybe it was some kind of glitch or something. But I, that's I swear to, I freaking swear it happened weird. Multiple times that she was just thinking out loud. And, uh, <laughs> which, which is really, really funny and really weird. But yeah, the, so I was at this point in time. I was not sure how I felt about this. About this, so not not the not the best opening to it. But you know, uh, I at showing Rachel Amber that early on it intrigued me enough to where I wanted to see where it went. All right, and, at the, and then it leads to the uh, the morning after and like uh, the title card, which in the in true life of strange fashion it had it goes along to a. Uh, a indie song. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I actually, do you, do you know the name of the song that, that played in the beginning? I, I don't know any of the songs that yeah, were in this first episode. Strangely I, I, enough, I was in the, I was in the same spot, but I expected that. So uh, yeah, because I, I actually, um, at least I think one of the songs in each episode of Life is Strange, the original game, I did know, and then anything I didn't know, I I ended up liking anyway. Um, but I'm not saying these songs were good just because I didn't know them. I still think the soundtrack for this game is fantastic. They just they they know how to keep that very Life is Strange vibe to it. Yeah, I this episode's soundtrack I was a little I wasn't quite as into. There were a couple tracks. I think the when we get to the train section, I think that that song is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was not as into this one. It was you know songs it's that personal taste. You know it's like I'm not gonna knock a game for music choice like that. <laughs> Because uh, it's going for a specific vibe, and I think that music fits the vibe, like you said. And at this point, and this is when you can uh, open Chloe's journal. It's her journal, right? It's, it's just her, yeah. I, well, yeah. no, actually, what I was reading is that they are letters to Max. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. I, I have that written down. I didn't know if that was in her journal though that she just wrote. She was writing them. Yeah, which was something I was confused about because I didn't understand why each page had Max's name on it. I was like, that's kind of obsessive, Chloe. But then I realized afterwards that these are kind of just like uh, letters to Max that she's not like going to send to her. It's just something she's doing, I guess, to get her feelings out. Yeah, I read all of them and I think they're very well written, actually. And Mm -hmm. uh, they're very interesting because they're basically Chloe venting is is in her own in her own way, uh, because uh, Chloe's. Chloe's dad dies uh, when she's a few years younger than this, uh, and uh, then Max, around the, at a similar time, Max moves to Seattle, and that it, it was her best friend, and really her, her only friend, what what Chloe says. And, and Max, in in ways that I I can I've been there too and understand, like I've moved halfway across the country and lost contact with people that and. Uh, you, you feel you feel shitty for that sometimes, and you know it's, and in these letters, it's Chloe just wanting Max to talk to her, and she's not. So, uh, 
it's I think they're very well written, and it is even a, a good is even stuff like even letters with Chloe slowly finding out her sexuality and her sexual preferences, like with a Blade Runner reference, like having a dream about Pris from Blade Runner <laughs> instead of instead of uh, Deckard. So. And I thought I thought that stuff was interesting for and uh, for this young character, just like her, all this coming of age stuff, and her having to do all this without her best friend around, and just wanting her best friend around. It's uh, and yeah, that's it. And right there, it, this letter set up the major th- uh, major theme for Chloe throughout this episode, and probably throughout this this prequel series, of just wanting Max there. And it also it it uh, paints the opening, it paints their first meetings in Life is Strange, and. In a different light too, just to how much Chloe missed her, and how she yeah, and that and, attitude, and how, that attitude how, she was yeah. giving her in that first car ride and everything, like she was in my mind totally justified. Which is what I was going to ask you because you said that you're familiar with moving and kind of losing contact with people and feeling shitty about it. Did that make you kind of sympathize with Max then? Um, I still I still see what Max did as being shitty, like she, and but she's also. Like it is hard to talk to someone who's lost who lost a parent, and I I don't know what it's like um, what it's to lose a parent. I'm not gonna say your name and act like you do, but I can I know that talking to someone who's always in that state of mind can be hard, and it's that's so it's selfish, but that's how that's how people work. So I can, I can sympathize with that in a way. I still think it's shitty, and she should have been a better friend, and she. She learns like she learns that a few years later. And yeah, uh, and it's funny because I was just going to say real quick, one of the things that kind of seemed weird to me was, again, how uh, Rachel was um, that character that was there, but not really there in Life is Strange. And Max is that character that's there, but not really there in this game. I feel like the stuff that you find out about these characters while they aren't present kind of makes you resent them. Yes, because, because it, it's the same thing like Rachel Amber, the more that you find out about her in Life is Strange, the less you like her. And, you know, not to be that person, you kind of don't really feel bad that she died, or at least I didn't. Um, but then like meeting her in this game and then um, seeing who she is and everything, it, it, it kind of paints her in a different light. And it's the same way now where it's kind of putting Max under a bad light in this game, but then you remember, like, oh, I kind of did really like her in Life is Strange, so it's really, really weird. And I think it's kind of true, because in real life, if you don't know somebody and you only hear bad things from people, you could demonize them at that point. But then if you meet them, it's a totally different situation. Yeah, because that person, and they're, like, Max is not around to defend herself or to mm-hmm. or to portray herself in a way that's just not the shitty friend that lost <clears throat> contact. And, uh... And from Life is Strange, you know Max, and deep down is a is a is a good person, and she loves Chloe, and mm-hmm. uh, and um, so it's 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 it, it is it, it is an interest. I'm glad that they that they touched on it. It uh it adds it adds more depth to Chloe's state of mind at that point in time. It create it paints and it paints Max in a whole in a and a light that was was touched upon in the first one but since you played as max all the time you didn't really it didn't come across quite the same way and uh so yeah and we'll, we'll talk we will talk i think a few more times about about max's we talked about this episode but uh that's the first real taste and i thought it was really good that they just threw put it, all those letters out there for you to read right off the bat there uh so a- afterwards you uh 
kind of walk around the room, you know, and muse about things in your room out loud. (laughs) Um, And you get to choose to put a T-shirt on because Chloe has to go talk to her mom downstairs and she smells like booze and cigarettes from the night before. And you put a T-shirt on. I chose the Firewalk T-shirt. This because I stole that and I'm gonna wear that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just seemed kind of obvious. Like, what's yeah. the point of going through the trouble of wrecking that dude's car, stealing the shirt, and then stealing the money if you're not gonna wear the shirt afterwards? <laughs> so, of course, yeah. I had to put <laughs> yeah. it on. Yeah, and so, and afterwards, you leave the room and you can walk around upstairs for a bit. And Chloe's mom asks you to bring her phone to her. And if you walk into and you walk into her, mom, her mom's bedroom and you look around. And uh, you can just get a, it, it, they create a good sense of the, what the home life has been like just from that room alone, just Chloe's state of mind about like her, her mom and her new boyfriend date, um, David, right? I, I, I didn't make that up, right? Yes, David. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, the character has been the first one too. He's a very major character. I just wanted, that's why I didn't want to get the name wrong, but uh <laughs> Yeah, it's her new boyfriend, and Chloe is not not into it, and uh, and this is, and he eventually becomes her stepdad from Life is Strange. Spoiler for Life is Strange. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Life is Strange. Probably a lot of that game will come up in this in the context of this game too. Well, so wait. Had- so here's what I, here's a here's a good question I have because uh, say somebody hasn't ever played Life is Strange before. Would you say that they should play Life is Strange first or play Before the Storm first? Because now I'm kind of having this conflict where I'm going through this game and I'm liking all these new characters and everything um, and and liking Rachel Amber a lot. But then it's kind of hard to really get attached to this character because you're like, oh, yeah, she's not in the next game. And also she's dead. So it's. Uh, Well, I think that's kind of the problem with prequels. It's kind of like the the big question of prequels in general is once they exist, do you just watch from, you just watch from that one? And it's kind of, I feel like you can go either way with it. Honestly, I, I don't mind that. I know what Rachel's fate is going to be. Cause I, it's not going to, that's not her fate. Most likely at the end of this game. Um, I don't think they're unless they do some unless they're doing time jumps in this uh, series. I hope they don't because I'm pretty yeah. sure she died a year or so before the events of life is strange so i think it will i think there will be heavy hints of uh what happens to her i don't think i th- i don't see it having that kind of an ending so it re- really i don't at, at that point i think it's up to the person if you just want the the whole story straightforward from the beginning to give uh go with that i if you want to uh, just go with Life is Strange and then build and then build on the foundation that was that with this. It's fine. I think it's really just I think it works either way. That's kind of like that's why prequels are great and why prequels suck at the same time <laughs> is what and why they're hard to be good. It's, and that's why I'm always skeptical of prequels, even though my favorite game of all time is a prequel Metal Gear Solid 3. And um, <laughs> you always got to find a way to slip that in there every time, every time. <laughs> and uh, so. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's really up to the person. I don't. T- for me personally, it knowing everything is going to happen does not take away from the experience because that's not the story this game is telling. It's telling its own story. Yeah. And, uh, I, 
Yeah, I think it, I think it's fine. Well, the reason I'm asking is because, as you know, uh, with how I feel about this game, one of the things that I like to do is introduce other people to the game. And I think I've done that with a really decent amount of people already. Yeah, I'm one um, of them, so. Yep. Uh, so, um, you know, if there were other people that I wanted to get into the game, now I'm just kind of like, hmm, do I start them with the prequel first or with the original game? And I guess it just depends on the person. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, I really, I honestly, anyone that's curious about it and hasn't, I'd go either way with it. Really, it's, uh, it's totally up to you. All right, and so, and as you're walking around uh, Chloe's mom's room, you come across, you, you start finding out that she's been t- like taking pictures down of her, of, of uh, her dad, of Chloe's dad, and them together, and kind of just like you know, and and that's like her own way of moving on. And uh, I think moving on is important. I feel when we'll get to, uh, although there's some ways that uh, are not as not as good to do it, and we'll get to that I think eventually. But uh, and Chloe, but Chloe is not she's not ready to move on in that way. So she's not taking taking that super well. So you get her phone and you go downstairs. Unless is there anything important I missed before that? No, that she can't. Um, because I, I think you just get her, you just get her phone, go downstairs, and uh, talk to her mom. She's making breakfast in the kitchen. Except for this one friend I almost Pretty much hints, especially because if you wear the firewalk shirt, she she mentions it because in the she gives her a speech about you know coming coming home at her, letting letting her know where she's at at all times and coming home at, at reasonable times, and she is she's very understanding with it because uh, for compared to what she could have been about it, I guess <laughs> because I mean Chloe stopped texting her like in the middle of the night and then uh, didn't come home until super late. So and she basically and she basically hints that she knows that she was at that concert 
if you're wearing the firewalk shirt. Yeah, to which Chloe stupidly says a thing like, oh, I'm still bummed that you didn't let me go. Like, girl, shut yeah. up. Like, yeah. she already knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No need to try to add some fake guilt onto it, too. That's where it gets kind of stupid. <laughs> With, like you said earlier, the conversations between the adults and the children, you know? Yeah, and this, this, and this is one of them. And it's, it's, it's written in a way that makes Chloe's mom seem really shitty in, in some ways. I mean, when she's uh, she wants Chloe to get along with David, and but I think she's pushing it way too much at this point in time because Chloe obviously doesn't like David, and she says she says that very many times, and uh, but her mom is very insistent that that David's great and whatnot, and uh, she asks she has David take her to school in the morning, and uh, which is as you gotta let I feel you gotta let that stuff. Uh, uh, breathe naturally. You can't, you can't just force that stuff on someone, especially someone who lost a parent like that. And uh, it's, basically, it's basically in her eyes is someone that's trying that's replacing that person or trying to replace that person, which is which is fair and not fair to, think, to look at it that way. So yeah, and their their talk is it yeah it just seems painting the it, it's they just haven't figured out a way to make adult dialogue natural yet. <laughs> Which is unfortunate uh, because the game I played earlier this year, Night in the Woods, I think, is was fantastic at painting every 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 character interestingly and writing them well and very human like, even though they're all animals. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, so, and I I I wish it could reach those heights. It doesn't quite with adults yet. Um, maybe as a, as it move as it goes on, they'll get better. I have my doubts based on the first series too but all right and then all right chloe moves and chloe goes to see david out at the car it is uh his was a mustang charger i forget what it is <laughs> but uh and he's he's fixing he's fixing a spark plug or something and he insinuates he, that chloe will not know what he's doing but chloe obviously knows how to fix the car based on her reactions so there's like some weird sexist thing going on with which paint. I feel like David is painted even more of an asshole than in this in uh, this one than he is in the first one. I felt like <clears throat> like they they don't make him very endearing at all for sure. He's well, okay. He's, let's be real for a second. Um, to my memory, I don't know if we talked too in depth about David in uh, the original podcast for the first game. But I feel like the only time David was really painted in a good light was when he came to the rescue for Max um, in the original game and kind of saved her and then was, you know, well, maybe upset and- about what happened to Chloe if you do tell him honestly. And that's kind of it. Like, throughout the rest of the game, he kind of is a dick to all the students and everything. He's just that wannabe cop guy that was, I, he was, like, discharged from the military, right? Uh, yes, I want to say. Yeah, and, so, I mean, I just, I don't know. I feel like this is just kind of continue. Like, this seems very David, the way that he's acting. And I think that's also, that's just part of the problem with the adult characters, because David, they don't, they spend most of the game uh, treating David as, like, this, um, like, uh, hyper-obsessive, like, conspiracy theorist, basically. And uh, they he doesn't get much screen time whatsoever to like build it to build more of a character than that and i feel like that's happening again in this one and chloe's mom also they, they they just don't get a lot of character moments to you know 
flesh out the character more than just like this base like David is an asshole. So I think they, they can do better with that, and I hope that they do. And uh, so anyway, you get you get some tool if you go, if you go, explore the garage a little bit because you actually do get a socket wrench. If you explore the garage a little bit, you can see some more like pictures that are being packed away and stuff from uh, uh, like a William. Chloe, yeah, William, Chloe's dad. And um, just like you, you, Chloe just trying to deal with her her life changing in that way. Still, it's like she she's not she, again. She's not ready to move on yet. And uh, everyone else is around her. So that can be that can be hard. So. Yeah, so gets, she gets a socket wrench. You can make a comment about the car, about how it has, ha, David has the smallest dick in Arcadia Bay. And uh, <laughs> if you look at the car, and uh, you get in the car with David, and you have here's, and it's the this is the second back talk one, right? Was there another? One, was there one before this between um, the? Um, I am not entirely sure because I do know that where you have to come to the decision. I'm not really sure. I think that this was there wasn't a back talk section with Joyce, was there? I don't think so. Okay. So there might have been. I don't remember one. But uh, also, before you get in the car, you have a chance, you have an opportunity. I uh, you have an opportunity to awkwardly fist bump David, which I did because I thought it was really weird that you just awkwardly <laughs> do an awkward fist bump. <laughs> I did it. I had to walk away from that. Yeah. I couldn't because <laughs> it, it it was it felt really out of character for David to, to for the fist bump seemed weird. It was. I don't know, because Chloe like knew about cars, so he was impressed by a girl, by girl knowing cars. But uh, um, so yeah. Well, anyway, they get in the car, and there's a opportunity you can either backtalk David or just ignore him and ride in the car with him. I backtalked obviously because um, that's what Chloe would do. And if you insult David enough, and you bring up the fact that he's unemployed. <laughs> He won't talk to you anymore. Go, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> so, and then it's just an awkward ride to school, and he drops you off, and, and then you like give a ha- you can give a half-ass thank you, and he's not into that because you, you just insulted him beforehand. So, yeah, and that's kind of the last you see of David for this episode, and so yeah, the, that these first two sections are just really showing just how they haven't figured out figured out adults yet so (laughs) (laughs) and oh also on the car ride this is one of two or three instances of this happening is the first sort of you uh it seems like a dream sequence of sorts and it's chloe in the back of the car with her dad driving listening to um his favorite country song and her like singing along to it, even though she didn't really like it. But you know, it's just she knows all the words because it was his favorite song. And as you talk to him, he he mentions going to the grocery store, and then a semi hits the car and she wakes up. So obviously, Chloe's still messed up about the way her even the way her dad died. So yeah, so that in that. And that just plays into the more supernatural, surreal elements of Life is Strange that, that uh, like with Max's powers and whatnot. So, and of course the giant twister that was ominously in Max's visions and the dreams in the first one. This is this is less um, end of the world stuff and more just per- personal Chloe's personal journey. So, it's it seems like they're they're obviously going with less of a uh, 
like doomsday scenario for this one, which makes sense because it's called Before the Storm, obviously. So it's going to just Chloe's personal dealings and how she becomes the headstrong character she will be in the next in the in three years time. So. All right. And now we're at Blackwell. You know, it's uh, good to be back in the front yard of black front lawn of Blackwell. <laughs> and you can it's it's actually interesting because you see a lot of characters in the first one, just like they're slightly younger selves. And they do a good job of foreshadowing a lot of characters, what what becomes of these characters without I feel I feel like they don't hit you over the head with it. Uh, maybe you felt it differently, but just like little things with uh, like as you run into Victoria. I didn't talk to Victoria because I didn't know why Chloe would ever talk to Victoria Chase. So, well, come on, dude, you got to talk to everybody just because they're there. That's part of the game. Yeah, but even Chloe said, why would I talk to you in, in her head? In her head, she literally says, why would I talk to this person? Yeah. <laughs> be even better if she said it out loud as she's yeah. walking away. Yeah. Why, would I, <laughs> why would I talk to Victoria Chase? And she just looks up like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I, did, I did see what she says afterwards. And like she and even later on in the game, like show, even later on in some text that you, you read from her, it starts showing her. Because you're running the Nathan Prescott also, and his, in a in a weird spot where you get his, what what he becomes later on in the series being foreshadowed, and also and then Victoria's worry about Nathan also also coming across, because uh, uh, they they become much closer friends in the next three over the next three years. So that I thought that was stuff was I thought that, that stuff was pretty interesting seeing that. I walked out first. I walked over to the uh, the drama. The drama club is ho- is hosting a uh, play in the in the lawn of <laughs> something called Tempest, which uh, what what was the club's name in uh, the first one? The Vortex the, Club. Vortex Club. Yes. So this is Tempest, and it seems to be something they're building towards. I feel like this is going to be another last episode thing with the, with this Tempest play. I feel like it's going to have some sort of weird thing happening in it. Just you know, yeah, with the whole. Storm. Oh, kind of like the the vortex club party you're saying yeah that's why i feel like they're that's that's going it seems like a theme that they're going to keep going with in the series at least in the at least with the this the arcadia bay uh stuff and uh, the sign says don't don't walk on the stage so naturally i walk on the stage and um, <laughs> and you can then principal wells principal wells comes up and he still sucks like he did in the first one also He's, okay i i think Maybe I'm wrong here, but because I've played the first game so many freaking times with different people, I feel like the voice actor for Principal Wells was even different. And then also the voice actor for uh, for Victoria. Like, I feel like it wasn't just Chloe's uh, voice actor that didn't return. Yeah, I'm, I did not. I did not. Uh, Principal Wells voice didn't strike me as too different. If it was, it's uh, if they are. Uh, there are such minor, such minor roles so far that I, I think it's fine that they didn't bring everyone back for them. Uh, if they're because they already changed Chloe's, so uh, yeah, yeah. So obviously, yeah, that's like the really only noticeable difference. But just because I'm me, I know <laughs> I notice the difference. <laughs> yeah, I've, it could I've be pop- like it, it could be anybody. It could be a character that had one line in the game and be like, they're different now. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't, I didn't notice that they were. So, uh, if they are, they seem fine. <laughs> so, 
yeah, uh, we talked to Principal Wells, and he's like, "Stop being, a, stop being a piece of shit, Chloe." And you're like, "You stop being a piece of shit, Principal Wells, or I'm gonna talk, tell the newspaper about how, how many drug addicts go to this school." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, there's there's, there's a whole back talk section with him too, and uh, you just back talk the principal, and he's like, "All right, you, you go about your day." After you back talk to principal. Wait, okay. So I think maybe I messed up that back talk in particular because after I did that sequence, he told me that I definitely had to go to his office after school. Oh no, he's. Uh, I back. I back talked the shit out of him. I did not. I didn't. Fa- I don't think I failed any back talk segments. I think I got them all. <laughs> but uh, I'm a master back talker <laughs> with Chloe's many quips. He's got quips for days. <laughs> uh, yeah, then you uh, come across a dude, a dude bullying Nathan Prescott, who's on like the football team, is what I what I would gather based on his varsity jacket, and uh, talking about Nathan's dad getting him on the team and how he he doesn't like Nathan, and uh, which which is fine. I wouldn't, I don't blame him. <laughs> I think Nathan, what the fuck does Nathan say to him afterwards? He's like. He basically calls him poor and useless. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? Like, because you and you, because as you can choose to step in and uh, stop this dude. Because I don't, I don't think this dude's in the second one. I think he's like a senior in this game. Um, and he, yeah, you step in and stop him, and then Nathan says, says something really shitty, and I just wanted to walk away, just let him punch, let him get his ass kicked, but. uh so yeah, and you can backtalk this guy and fucking destroy his manhood or whatever, and because <laughs> Chloe's just an asshole. But uh, and finally we will get to the weird, the weirdest large section of this part of the game, and you, where you can you come across this girl who you wanted to um, what's with Steph? I think her name was her name Steph, or uh, Which... anyway. Wait, the, which one? The one that was sitting by the tree or the one who's doing the tabletop game? The tabletop game. Yeah, that's Steph and Mikey, I think. Yeah. You come you come across these characters and uh Steph had been texting you saying she had she had her Blade Blade Runner DVD for. Her. It's Blade Runner the Director's Cut, which they they mentioned. They do a weird pitch for Blade Runner, just like they did for Despairs <laughs> Within. I I agree more with their Blade Runner Blade Runner opinions. But uh, yeah, they do this. They do the weird like we nerd know it all thing about it, and just like the yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a forced some forced dialogue. It's uh, and they give they're playing a table they're playing a tabletop game with just the two of them. That was odd, but uh, and Chloe has a chance to join, and I played the whole thing. So and it was uh, I thought it was. Some, Surprisingly well done, actually. It seemed uh, the dialogue was was all right, and uh, just like the it it didn't feel as out of place as I thought it would. I thought I would when I started doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I did it just because, like I said, when I played this game, I I talked to everybody. I do everything just so I don't miss anything. But this was one of those things where I was just like, wow, when is this gonna end? Like I needed it to be over so I could just move on. Which I know, obviously, you could get up and walk away at any time. You have the option, but I still felt like I had to follow through with it anyway. Yeah, I I thought it was okay. It was Chloe has like an elf barbarian character, and uh, she's getting all into it and shit. And uh, the 
there's like a whole arc between their between the her character and Mikey's character too. And uh, if you're nice to him, yeah, I, I feel like it, that might come back later in the games uh, in one of the episodes for uh, helping that guy out basically or being nice to him and not being a dick because they're playing a tabletop game in the middle of the uh, lawn of the sc- front lawn of the school. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just a weird little side thing you could do that I was I didn't have much, too much of a problem with. Uh, it's also this whole time people keep referencing your night with Rachel Amber, and which is it just like the whole gossip of uh, Vine just like spread really quick. And th- all you've seen with them is them dancing. That's the last thing time, the last thing you see of them doing uh, that night. Yeah, well, all this is just because uh, Rachel posts a picture of her and Chloe, I guess, on whatever their version of Facebook is. So, of course, yeah. everybody in the whole freaking school sees it and makes a huge deal out of it. Yeah. Which, it, ridiculous. People don't act like that. Yeah, it was like, yeah, not everyone's going to be talking about that. It's just like, like, it was just two girls at a concert thing. <laughs> like, they, did, they didn't go together. They just both happened to be there yeah. and run into each other. But, you know, big deal. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, small towns. You know, as someone from a small town, it's not as far-fetched as, you, as, you, as it seems. But, uh, yeah, whatever. And as you go to the front door to go to school, Rachel pops out and pulls you into the school, which seems unnecessary because you're already walking into the school. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I digress. So, and yeah, yeah. So, and she takes you to drama class, to her drama class, where you can see Hayden, who's a character in the first one. I don't know if it was a girl in the was that girl. Anyone? Uh, um, I think that was uh either Taylor or Juliet. I can't remember. It may have been Juliet. But also just to interject real quick, because uh, while we were talking, I did look up on IMDb. There is not one returning voice actor oh, in wow. this game. Yeah, so a lot of people actually did very well, I guess, at... Uh... Yeah, they even got past you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a couple that I noticed, but then it just started seeming suspicious. But yeah, nobody, as far as I can tell, just going back and forth is the same. Yeah. So yeah, and you get to drama class, and they're or they're practice for the Tempest play or whatever. I don't know what they're doing, but it's just uh, the shitty high school drama teacher, and uh, these two people performing lines, and Hayden sucks at it. Just because, which is fine, because Hayden sucked in the first game too, just in general. (laughs) (laughs) uh, From what I remember, he just kind of sucked, but uh, he he just a he's the prep kid, I guess. So, and they, and Rachel interjects and because because uh, Juliet or whatever her name is is asking for advice on a line and what you should what emotion you should feel because it are they doing Romeo and Juliet I don't think they are it is doing whatever I, fake, some sort of fake play I think no Tempest is actually uh, Shakespeare Temp is it yeah. Okay, I've never heard of it, and I've heard a lot of Shakespeare. <laughs> well, uh, okay, here's here's a really stupid reason why I do know this is because The Tempest is the book that um, Lucas and in Indigo Prophecy is reading that he leaves behind in the diner. You know that because of Indigo Prophecy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I I I stand corrected. So and... I'm sure Jason will appreciate me bringing up David Cage. <laughs> We're big fans around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, 
there she's having trouble with this line it's basically you know about is based around the idea of falling in love with this character who just told her that he's been sleeping with multiple women <laughs> but, uh, i mean at least he's honest i guess <laughs> and rachel interjects and is like i don't know what do you think chloe which one is and you can decide to see whether you believe in true love or not and i think i'd pick the love is lame answer seem like a chloe response i guess or she seemed like a weird defensive Chloe response, even though I don't think she actually believes that. It seemed like something you would say because she's Chloe and she's a rebel. Yeah, I think you're right that it's something that she would say, but not necessarily honestly be thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I don't. As as I said that, I'm like she she would totally say this, but she wouldn't mean it. But uh, yeah, and it's like this uh, after I don't know if there's one. Did you pick the other response or? Yeah, I did. Was there like a weird, awkward silence for a second where people just looked at you after you said it? <laughs> no, uh, they didn't. Because um, honestly, from what I've seen, both responses you pick, the the director kind of agrees with you weirdly. Yeah, and Rachel was like, you, like, you basically just say something about how love is what's going to sell tickets. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, and Rachel was like, right on. basically basically uh, yeah then everyone else leaves and rachel's like i'm gonna go change and get get my belt from my bag so you go over to her bag and uh if you look behind the the flat the uh like the back the in the back of the room there's like some graffiti on the back of it you can write some words insulting victoria chase on there if you want to um because this Victoria insulting Rachel Amber, I think I remember right. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. RA and and yeah. VC. So yeah, I, I I couldn't remember what the other initials were, but uh, anyway, you go you go in her bag and you find a picture before you go in because you're just rifling through her stuff at that point, I guess. And yeah, you, she's being very max. <laughs> yeah, and she pulls a picture out of uh, Rachel, the little girl with her dad going looks like camping or hiking, and then you've. And then you keep rifling through and you can find her belt and you uh, go to the back and uh, yeah, there's also some more graffiti you can do with uh, like a picture of Rachel. You can put like a halo on her or some horns on Victoria Chase, I think. Or I think but, it's uh, actually Nathan since he's playing. Oh, right. Nathan. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. And then you can uh, shoot. You get like, I got your belt. It's like, cool. And uh, <laughs> you can choose to either just toss it over or walk around and just and give it to her. I walked around and gave it to her. I, and because uh, I mean, they're girls. It's like, I thought it was fine. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, also, do you want to just like haphazardly throw something over? Yeah, I was also like, I, was also like, I don't want to chuck this over the over, like throw a belt over there. She's getting dressed. But uh, yeah, and you can either choose to silently stare at her or say hey i got your belt i i said hey i got your belt because i'm not gonna sit there and silently stare at this girl getting dressed even even if it's been hinting at chloe's uh bisexuality i don't i don't know if she's full-on um bisexual at this point um i i think she is i don't know it's it's it, it doesn't really bring like bring to the forefront just kind of there you know like yeah i mean it's another one of those things where labels are just fucking stupid honestly and if you do read through the journal entries and stuff when she's talking about um what's that guy's name that i guess it said that she hooked up with a couple times elliot or whatever like she has no kind of real connection to him so i feel like in the entries 
about the people that she writes down and then in the letters that she writes to Max, it's kind of hinting that she doesn't really actually feel anything for guys. She just kind of is hanging out with them or doing whatever with them out of boredom. And she's kind of like discovering like, hey, things are a little bit different because it's also strange to me how she decided to point out that Steph was into girls. Yeah. Um, so. And when I and I agree, like there's no need to point it out. I was just uh, I wasn't sure how if Chloe how open with it Chloe was to, to herself at this point in time. Um, I, she's still figuring it out, obviously. Yeah, she's 16. You know, it's uh, most. I'm sure that's pretty common. I'm not gonna pretend not gonna pretend to know that either. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, so. Also, I, I forgot about Ellie. There was a you, you can have a conversation with him very early on, and when you get to Blackwell. And he asked if you want to go see the Tempest show together. And uh, I said, yeah, it's probably going to be stupid, but whatever. And Elliot was like, yeah, yeah, that's totally what I meant, too. Just, like, hanging out and making fun of it and shit. Yeah, you know, just, <laughs> just, like, bro stuff, you know? Nothing nothing sexual. <sighs> and then he's Yeah, like, that, it was a very yeah, obvious disappointment, yeah, but also, yeah. don't care. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, don't care, Elliot, who I just met just now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, who obviously is not that important because you're not in the next game. <laughs> but, um, again, probably a senior that graduated and was never mentioned again. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, you give Rachel her belt, and then she comes back around, and she's wearing her uh, her rebel rocker girl outfit. You know, her with her one feather earring. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she's like hey, hey all right let's go ditch is basically what she says and uh chloe's like fuck yeah or mind it that's what i said at least i was like let's go ditch uh which it and chloe and chloe is still very confused at this whole situation because they have never what i understand have never talked to them before and rachel is like the most popular girl in school and chloe is the as she refers to herself the school the 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 delinquent the school delinquent so you know it's it's uh that that classic weird story but yeah she's like all right let's go ditch school together girl i just hung out with the first time last night (laughs) (laughs) uh, i think think really as unrealistic as it may seem i think it really is just a case of like uh rachel planned on leaving school anyway and was like well who's gonna leave with me I mean, yeah, probably, I, probably, like you said, the school delinquent and outcast. Yeah. yeah, and I do, I do believe Chloe would actually go through with it. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she like, probably, like she, she says would, several times, they they reference it several times in this whole episode. I don't need a reason to cut class. <laughs> yeah, like she was probably gonna leave anyway. But uh, so since they're both leaving, why don't they both leave together? And uh, it cuts to after that, it cuts to them riding a train together. They hopped on a train, which is at you know, odd, but you know, whatever. You know, they just hopped in this train. They're doing the hobo thing, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a it's it's your first real get to know Rachel Amber moment in the series. And they decide to play a game to, of uh, two truths and a lie, which I've played before. I don't know if you have before, Brittany. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a uh, you know, it's just a simple game. You, you make you tell three things, and one of them is a lie. You try to figure out what the lie is. It's a so I just test how well you know the person. And uh, Ra- Ra- I got I got Rachel's lie right. I, I called it out right. Um, I don't remember what it was now. But uh, 
She said that she was from New York. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you're not from New York. I literally thought this is this girl's from like California. Hold, hold. <laughs> she's from California. <laughs> and, also, uh, which, by the way, I really love the, how that leads to uh, finding out the origin of why Chloe says hella as much as yeah, she does. Yeah, she I was totally to picked it up I, from Rachel. I, I, I have that in caps. I'm like, it's like the. the uh, uh, yeah, it's the origins of hella. <laughs> which is because I, I literally as the game was going I'm like yeah, she, she hasn't said hello once yet it's kind of weird even though, I'm glad I mean I'm, I'm glad she hasn't because she says it because <laughs> she says it, she, she uses it and it, it, I think it, it adds context to why she uses it so inappropriately when she's using it um she just uses it for everything it's like that thing where you yeah. just learn a new word and yeah. then you try to just constantly interject it into every conversation you have yeah and it's it's it also makes sense that she would have picked it up from Rachel Amber uh, based on what their future together holds. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a that's actually a fun nod, I think. And uh, I know she's like, hello, what's that mean? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it's and, uh, so yeah, then it's Chloe's turn and I chose to play the play the games uh, by the rules and do two truths and a lie. Did you because uh, you have the option to just tell us three lies if you want to? Or just or three truths or whatever. Yeah, I just did three truths. Okay, I did I did the lie, um, and I think I said that's the lie. I did. I did the I love science, which was true, and uh, oh, I did the lie that said I she punched a girl out. (laughs) (laughs) I did that one, and she's like, and she said, yeah, yeah, I knocked out. Bitch took my YooHoo. So, and uh, yeah, so he knocked a girl out for stealing her, stealing her yoohoo in uh, in the fifth grade. So that was the lie I told, and Rachel picked it picked it out because she said the scar because she cause Chloe shows her a scar in her hand, and uh, said that's what she got from punching her, and she's like, no, you get that from uh, from falling like um, and off a like a skateboard because apparently Rachel's like a fucking doctor because she. Go she watched Doctor Who or whatever she said. Yeah, or she gave a, she, <laughs> I don't yeah. think she said anything about Doctor Who. She said that she I thought she said that she also broke the same bone. Uh no. she didn't say that for me. Like she made a reference to where she watched a lot of Doctor Who on mine. That makes no sense. Doctor It was a joke. Who, it was a it was a joke, I'm pretty sure. Okay, was, I was gonna say, did the people who made this game not realize that Doctor Who has nothing to do with doctors? I'm almost positive it was a joke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so they they're just getting to know each other, and it's it's it felt like a really natural conversation of two people that I never really hung out together, and now all of a sudden they're fucking ditching school together, and they have this <laughs> that awkward moment where you realize you don't really know this person, and then so yeah, just sitting there talking to each other, and uh, Chloe pulls pulls out her uh, iPod, I guess, uh, <laughs> and it's just like what it's like oh nine, so yeah, it's definitely an iPod. Uh, and or 2011 never mind i was thinking of the first the, the max text like it's like uh 2010 because i'm looking and, at my uh my end of the world poster right now and it <laughs> happens in 2013 so okay. yeah this game occurs in 2010 okay um so yeah she pulled it out and you have the option to either listen to it by yourself or share it with rachel <laughs> for a second i was like oh, the by yourself won't be really funny but <laughs> <laughs> But I, I listened to it with her, and uh, it plays another um, indie song from someone I don't know. But it was it was it was a good song. It was fit this like 
you know this quiet train ride in the middle in like the middle of the wood in the middle of the forest these two girls just like you know and it, it's there's a lot of hints at some at least from what my perspective some buddy budding romance in there just uh some sexual tension if you will but uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that came across the same way for you and it might have just uh, been it might just no. be because I mean, okay. it def- no, I'm saying it It definitely did. I mean, yeah. they were planting those seeds very early. Yeah, I don't know if it comes across that more that way because you know that you know that they actually re- they eventually reached that point. I don't know if that if that factors into to that or not. Well, actually, I don't know, because the way that I always saw it in the original game was that uh, Chloe had a lot of unreciprocated feelings for Rachel and this is kind of the point where I was saying that it wasn't that way, that maybe they both kind of had feelings for each other. So I, th- it, I th- it, it put it in a different way to me. Uh, I compared it to the Laura Palmer character in uh, Twin Peaks. And it, it and there's a lot of similarities between Laura Palmer having multiple relationships with a lot of people and, you know, the Frank Bauer stuff and her stuff. I think there was reciprocated stuff there. I just think that Rachel's a very broken person. So, and, uh, and that'll that'll come up later too, as as we get closer to the end of this. But uh, yeah, I think I think it was reciprocated eventually, and I think there's even some of that later in this episode, if you if you choose if you choose so. But uh, all right, yeah, and you uh, as soon as you you can choose to stop the music whenever you want. Uh, I did not. I don't know if the song go, just plays all the way through and then they just stop it themselves or not. I stopped it. No, it just it we'll keep playing on a loop if you don't stop. Okay. I, I thought that through about a minute or so, I think I was, but, uh, probably, probably less, but, uh, uh, yeah, you, you're like, all right. Uh, this, and this is, this is our stop is what, or whatever Rachel said, actually says, but, uh, she's like, all right, jump. <laughs> and, uh, Chloe's like, what? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, j- jump off. It's where we're going. Chloe's like, all right, fuck. I said, all right, fuck it. And jumped off. <laughs> And, uh, which by the way like not jumping out of the train is an option so what happens from there do you just keep riding away without Rachel and then I, I the assume whole... I assume maybe she pushes her or something or she just event- or eventually you just have to jump I would she... love to see that I just want to see Rachel just push her off the train <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and check that out I, per- I personally assume it just has a dialogue that basically just eventually leads to Chloe jumping off or just makes her jump off any regardless. It's of one of those pick. choices that's not really a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so and uh you go to this what like some it looks like a uh, national park of some sort in the area. And uh you go to an overlook with some, with those uh fun obnoxious looking uh binocular viewfinders. Yeah viewfinders. Which are unnecessarily large but uh and rachel has has her quarter and she puts it in and then she finds out it's like a it's like broken and she just wastes her quarter so that puts you on a journey to to get the quarter and use the other one so you can uh do whatever rachel had a plan to do the fetch quests in these games are just so bizarre (laughs) yeah (laughs) and unnecessary it's really just an opportunity to force you to like walk around and see like, hey, we designed this level. Look at it for a second. Yeah, and uh, you can you can look at the statue of this explorer dude, and it and Chloe mentions it how sexist it is, 
and uh, you can you can tag that too if you feel so inclined. Um, uh, I did as a trophy for it, so of course I'm going to do it. Yeah. 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 And uh, you can walk around. There are some squirrels that by a trash can. You can scare them, and then birds show up. And then you can scare the birds, and the squirrels come back. So eventually I gave up because I was like, maybe eventually this loop stops, but I'm just done with it. I'm going <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> it was... Uh, so, and you, if you walk all the way down, uh, you don't, I don't think you need to, the, uh, you just have to talk to Rachel and get a nail file from her to pick off the, uh, a, uh, a, um, name, th- uh, placard on this, uh, bench, this, like, memorial bench, and, uh, that's all, I, but I kept walking down, and there's this couple eating lunch at this, uh, uh table in the, in his, the, the girlfriend of the wife is insulting this guy because he locked the keys in the car. He's just like, can we have to keep talking about this the entire time? <laughs> and uh, and Chloe, if you walk up and talk to them, uh, uh, Chloe Banks mentions about the food or mentions something, and she's like, oh, do you have, do you have a, she's like, do you, do you guys have a quarter or anything? And he's like, no, we have some food if you, if you want some food. And then Chloe's like, first she's insulted because they, they assume she's homeless. But, <laughs> <laughs> I missed this whole part, so I didn't yeah, even know about and, it. At first she's like, and then she's like, wait, did you say food? Did you say food? And, uh, yeah, she tried to, uh, and then they start talking about her while she's still there, like mentioning how she, how her being homeless and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait a minute. First of all, what homeless person asks for a quarter? Yeah, yeah, I don't. It was. Uh, she might have asked for just any change in general. I think it was just a quarter that she asked for. That's what she needed. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was actually pretty a pretty funny exchange. I thought. And, but yeah, I went back and you you uh, you get the quarter out. Rachel's all happy, and then you, you play, uh, you, you, and you go and spy on people together, but using one each using one of the uh, the scope the lenses of the binoculars, the viewfinder. And oh, this is also my one of my first notes I have of where she talked, where I actually caught her talking to herself out loud. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I at, this, at that point in time I hadn't noticed anything. I don't think. But yeah, this is the first time where I was like, wait a second. She's just, please, her mouth is. Please tell me it's not the part where she says something about uh, Rachel Amber smelling like um, jazz. Yes, it is. It is. There's think... no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> she did not say that out loud, though, because that would be so weird. Like, why are you talking about me like I'm not here? I did actually like that little line of dialogue, The her worrying about spelling bad next to Rachel. Yeah, I thought that was really funny, but the whole yeah. thing that your game for some reason is showing it or she's saying it out loud just makes it so strange. It might, it might not have been that right there, but it's very very close to that part where I finally noticed her talking out loud. It might have been with that near that couple too. I don't quite remember, but yeah, I definitely caught her just talking to herself out loud. So yeah, and then you you uh, spy on people and make fun of them with uh, while you're doing it, like you insult. Is this uh, this dude? doing yoga or something in there and i said something about bees or something about him i don't remember exactly what uh and then there's like a a dad grilling and i made a comment about how he's gonna sacrifice his son for god or something (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was just a really fun scene i mean it's something that i feel like everybody at least once in their life has played while just people watching you just you know make up the conversation that they're having 
So yeah, yeah, like I've I've done that before. So it 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 was a it was a good scene. It did, I thought some of the dialogue wasn't super funny, but I mean kids make dumb jokes all the time. So yeah, it was it felt it felt pretty realistic to me. And uh, eventually, you come across this. Uh, uh, woman by well actually you see if you look you can see her uh, when you first start this it, but you can't uh, i noticed her and i tried to say try to like say something about her but it wouldn't let me i thought that was weird that, um and then you, but you, it makes sense later i guess that they wouldn't because you come back and she's just this woman in a white dress by a tree and then this guy and like the suit comes up to her and they they, they the way they're Character models like ex- had the exchange with each other. Seemed like he was forcing himself on her a little bit, or she wasn't super into it. Because I started making out, but there's like a, it just felt awkward the entire time. I feel <laughs> I like that wasn't intentional, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't either. I just thought it was kind of some weird animation stuff going on there. But and, Clo- and Chloe's still doing her joking stuff, but uh, Rachel is Rachel. Rachel has a bit of a moment and then walks away, and. Uh, when you uh, try to try to ask her what's what's up, she's like, she mentions like how they, how they, how have they been out this long and are still sober. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, so you go over where that couple's at, and the couple has some wine with them, and uh, Rachel's like, all right, let's go steal that wine. So, and Rachel's big plan is to fake. Uh, passing out or whatever, and while she's distracting them, Chloe's gonna walk up and steal the wine. And before, and, but they uh, they notice her there before she gets the wine. They don't th- they don't know if she's trying to steal it, but they notice her there. And uh, yeah, they have to. There's a whole scene where they're trying to. to uh, <laughs> you can do. There's a back talk section here with the guy <laughs> who's trying to convince him to perform CPR on Rachel. <laughs> and uh, there was a there was a fun line where. Uh, Chloe's like, yeah, I think she needs mouth to mouth, and Rachel's like, just like, no. <laughs> Damn, I didn't see that yeah. one either because I yeah, st- like, I feel like with those back talk sections, you have to select so quickly, and a lot of the time, this is just kind of, I guess, a, a design issue. Sometimes with the background, you can't read the text, yeah, and so you to, don't have enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had a lot of trouble with uh, this game in particular. Like, it wasn't really an issue with Life is Strange, but this one definitely, where you can't really see the options, and since this is, like, very quickly timed, you can't read all the options before you select them. So I picked something real stupid about having to sterilize a, sterilize the wound, which obviously <laughs> didn't go over very well because there's no wound. <laughs> yeah, I chose. So I, I failed. I failed the backtalk section, I think, because of that. I, ch- I chose mouth-to-mouth. And Rachel's like, no. And, it's, and then Chloe goes, yeah, definitely needs mouth to mouth. And uh, you you grab the wine while he's leaning in to, to give her mouth to mouth. And then she pushes him away. She's like, oh, God, I'm suddenly better. And uh, then you run away with the stolen wine. And uh, did you did you still get the wine or not? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, you just get it regardless, even if you fail the backpack? Um, I think, yeah, I think it's just like <laughs> grab and run. Okay. That's that's kind of unfortunate, and we'll I'll talk about more of the choice stuff at the end once we uh, how I feel about the choices. But um, <laughs> yeah, so you get the wine, you start drinking, and Rachel noticeably drinks a lot more than you out of the bat. Uh, she's obvious, obviously uh, something is is wrong with her. But uh, and you, but you keep going, and you walk along the train tracks after that. 
and you come up to what is essentially the last section of the game and uh in the in the junkyard which is this the junkyard is uh was a, I played a pretty big part in the first game too at least in some, in some early sections and this is this is their first time coming across it and uh Rachel is still not still not into the whole situation I you can I chose to kind of like force the issue I think is what, is what I went with with Chloe I don't know yeah, what you too. yeah well because Chloe isn't the type of person who's just gonna sit by and like let someone be not rude but just kind of like flippant toward her like she's not patient enough for that so I was like yeah I mean definitely figure out what the hell is wrong yeah and but what and the way the dialogue goes in the writing is it it makes it has Chloe come across as very self-centered because she keeps trying to assume it's about her that Rachel's upset and uh, which is also understandable because like they've never hung out before, and Chloe's trying to make a good impression because because uh, she's the cute popular girl. But uh, but yeah, Chloe makes it about her, which she does, which she does a lot in the series. Uh, <laughs> as she's her, her self, she has she is some self centeredness for sure. Um, and Rachel Rachel calls out for that too. So and they have they have a big fight. Um, and Rachel's like, and you try to give her, you find a bat in the junkyard and you try to give her a bat to, uh, to, Hey, you'll break some shit. You'll feel better. And, um, Rachel, um, she, she eventually just gets tired of Chloe trying to force it and just wants to be left alone. And she starts, she tries to, and she decides to leave. And before you leave, before she leaves, you have a uh, probably the biggest choice, I guess, in the in the first episode of choosing how to respond to Rachel uh, or how to you gotta say because stay because uh, yeah, because Chloe's basically saying that you know don't leave because she doesn't want to ruin this like she ruins everything else, and then Rachel essentially just asks her like, what is this? Yeah, and you have a choice between saying it's a friendship or it's more than friends, and I've seen. Some, because uh, I went with more than friends. I assume you did too, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've seen some reviews of this episode and some opinions about how fleeting and how fast this whole teenage romance is moving. Yeah, but and, that's being a teenager. Yeah, and that's what I, I agree with. I, I guess this does not come across, like, it, it comes across, obviously, like, you guys literally just met. But, uh, like, I could, it does not come across as something that wouldn't happen to me. Like, especially with two characters like Rachel and Chloe, who are obviously damaged and um, as, a, as damaged people tend to do, like they just they're just looking for something. Uh, and if I, and they find each other like that, it makes sense in my mind, at least. And I've seen it happen that uh, that they would this uh, they, they would it would speed up the whole process, you know, of. Uh, of emotions so yeah and she says that and rachel responds with that she can't even though she wants to so i thought it was interesting that she even acknowledged that she wants to i thought they would just go with like her not quite reciprocating yet but yeah like i was just expecting like yeah maybe the i can't thing like sorry but no but yeah. not the like i can't even though i want to it's like oh okay yeah, I thought that was inter- interesting that they that uh, they they leaned into both characters feeling something. 
Um, but yeah, so Rachel leaves and uh, Chloe grabs the bat and <laughs> is it at, with all the objects in the junkyard, the options are whatever button you press, I just smash. So you <laughs> which I thought was a nice touch, you know, just and you just run around just busting everything. And Chloe's just taking everything out. Like she, she her her anger towards Max is uh, she taking out because uh, she's not there. And uh, like she sees a, a mannequin and she hits it because <clears throat> she she compares Rachel to the mannequin. She 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 knocks his box over and a ca- old camera falls out. And she busts that uh, from and yells about Max and stuff. So she yeah she's having a huge breakdown in the middle of the junkyard. Because uh, everyone she cares about is not is gone, basically, other than her mom. So, and she comes across something I did not expect. She, I guess I, I guess I should have, honestly. But uh, she comes across the her dad's car in the junkyard, which I thought was a hell of a choice. That was a that's a that would be a rough thing to see because it's just her her dad's junked car total car from when he died um and she she walks up to it and you can and she just starts hitting it and crying and freaking out and uh she lays on the ground and passes out and uh you wake and then you, you arrive at another dream sequence with her dad and uh it's uh, it becomes even more surreal because you're driving this is when you see Rachel too when you're driving, right? Is yeah, my, yeah. Uh, you drive and Rachel. You see Rachel from behind walking towards something, and not looking at you. And then she she progressively uh, turns more around as as you're driving. So yeah, it's just Chloe's uh, mental state is uh, not good. So yeah, it's just more. I assume these dream sequences will get more intense as these in the, in the next two episodes over the next two episodes. Um, is there anything I'm forgetting about that dream sequence that was worth mentioning? Um, I mean, I guess maybe the fact that her father's kind of reiterating that whatever is going on with Rachel is kind of special. Um, yeah, yeah. And then saying something about how maybe she needs Chloe. Um, which again is kind of like what you were trying to say is even though it may seem unrealistic because of how quickly things are moving, they're two very broken people who have kind of found help in each other. So, I mean, with, t- with things like that, the connection is kind of instant. So I think her father is just kind of like reiterating that to her. Yeah. And, uh, so, and then, re- and, uh, Chloe wakes up in the junkyard after that. And, uh, she walks to back to the park. Wait, she did goes, she, did she wake up inside of her dad's car and yours or no? Um, I thought, I think she was outside of it in mine. Yeah, in mine, for some reason, she was asleep in the back seat of the truck, which I thought was strange. Yeah, mine, she was on the, uh, on the ground, if I remember right. I don't even know how, how you end up with that difference, or maybe we're just not remembering correctly. <laughs> yeah, maybe she was in the car. I, th- I thought she woke up on the ground, but anyway, she goes, and she goes back to the park, and she goes to the spot, um, uh, where they saw that, that couple making out, and uh, Rachel's there. Uh, and have a conversation where Rachel comes clean about the whole situation, which if I mean, I knew exactly what she was going to say. It was pretty obvious. I think what, what, at least for me was what she was going to, what, uh, she was upset about. 
Uh, yeah. It was, I, it's I, not like I thought yeah. it was like her boyfriend or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, obviously that's her dad. I was, or her well, mom. I, yeah, that's what I said. It's either her dad or her mom. Yeah, I was like. And uh, it turns out it was her dad. And uh, she t- talks about how she thought she knew something was wrong. And she she planned this whole like trip here because she wanted to spy on him and figure out what was what he was doing. And uh, she t- talks about she, and she brings up that picture that you found in the uh, in the backpack. And it was that time it was because she when she went hiking with her dad, her dad that day, <clears throat> he she broke her arm. Leg arm or leg or maybe it's the wrist thing <laughs> i'm not yeah. sure she broke she broke a bone and she was in a lot of pain and her dad carried her the, the whole way and she talked about <clears throat> she remembers every detail of that experience and just how much her dad means to her and how much she she tastes him now and uh yeah as chloe you try to console her and uh there is yeah, there's a lot, a lot, just a lot of unpacking in the scene from between between them, and them and them kind of both realizing how much they how much they need each other or think they need each other, and uh, them talking about just uh, running, basically just running away, which is uh, if you played the first game, it makes a lot of sense so that they would talk about that. Yeah. So, and. I don't remember this scene, or I think it was earlier on where Rachel basically just said, "If I'm just not around one day, don't be surprised." So, which uh, <laughs> it's a hell of a foreshadowing. <laughs> but, uh, oh God, yeah. yeah, I think that was actually on the train that she said that. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, they had they had this moment together, and she takes the picture and she asks Chloe for a lighter. She walks over to the trash can, burns the picture of her dad, and throws it in the trash can. And then, and then I was like, okay. And then she kicks the trash can over. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and it catches the tree on fire in front of them. And like, it, that thing goes up in flames. And, well, and, well, and then she starts screaming. And like, her scream causes the wind to blow. And like crit and create more fire, like it's like a banshee scream. And I was like, okay, so Rachel Amber Amber has supernatural powers too. Apparently, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Which is really interesting because the first thing I was thinking is how I always kind of thought there was something supernatural about her in the original game. Like I felt like the um, with all the the animals and the spirit animals or whatever you want to call them from the first game. Like I feel. Like, the doe, maybe, in particular, was Rachel from the other side, or however yeah, you want to put it, trying like, to, like, yeah, yeah trying like to they, talk to uh, like, uh, Max. I feel like they even hinted at that in the game itself, that her being that. Uh, I feel like they even might have directly said something along those lines, if I remember right. But, yeah, there was, it was unexpected, I'll be, I'll be honest. I was not, it was, uh, uh, but, yeah, Rachel is screaming at this tree and causing more fire. And then in, in basically sort an homage, I get in a way and, and a, a call back to the first the end of the first episode of Life is Strange. They do basically just a uh, uh, a, ch- a check in of every major character, every character that's assumed, assumed to be major in this uh, in this prequel. 
of what they're of them what they're doing and they're they can all see the fire from different point uh from, from where they're standing and it's like this fire is like huge at this point like it's a it's a serious forest fire and uh yeah so it, it, it plays a song over it and it's and then is that is that when it cuts away is that the um i think it is because they kind of went with the the style of like episode one and two of uh yeah. the, the original game where it's just kind of like a montage of people around arcadia bay mm-hmm. all seeing the same thing at the same time yeah. like you know on the first episode it was snowing in uh september or october which was too early and then you had the uh the eclipse and yeah. then well i don't think they had a montage for the dual moons but you know what i mean yeah so yeah, and that's definitely playing into the more supernatural elements of this whole series, which I think is, I think is important. At first, I was I wasn't sure how I felt about Rachel having powers, but then I was like, I mean, this that's kind of like a big thing with this series is the supernatural elements. So, yeah, it makes sense that it would be her, and uh, it also helps explain why Chloe was so, in, uh, so accepting of Max having time powers. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> like it was so believable to her. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and that's kind of uh, where the episode ends right there. It uh, and there is a short teaser after the credits, but uh, it doesn't doesn't show much. It was very very short. Um, yeah, that's uh, and that's the first episode of Life is Strange Before the Storm. And I'm gonna be honest, I was very pleasantly surprised by this. I was I did not expect to like it as much as I did. And um, I think that the the writing has gotten much better. Uh, one thing I will say, like I mentioned earlier, with the choices, I felt like there was the choices were felt all felt extremely minor in a lot of ways. I don't even like the choice between what to say to Rachel seemed. I mean, as the biggest as the biggest choice in the episode, it seemed pretty light on uh, like impact for what would happen. I don't I don't know. Also, I forgot to mention the, with the money. If you save the money from the weed, from if you don't buy the uh, the weed from uh, Frank Bauer, I believe you can uh, or Bowers, you can put the money in Joyce's purse in the morning. So there's, yeah, like there's a lot of light choices in this one, but I, I feel like I don't know what would carry over to the next episode or the last episode from here. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like a lot of the choices seem kind of linear, like. Uh, <laughs> Like, the whole jumping off the train thing. I'm just assuming it's one of those choices where no matter what you pick, like, the scene's going to progress either way, and it doesn't actually have any kind of real effect on the future. Yeah, it's... So, I I was disappointed in that aspect, but I thought the the story was strong enough as a whole to where it didn't bother me that much. It was... was, I'm just more interested in seeing how this relationship progresses and how they get how they eventually get to um the first game in a way i don't think it'll it'll end at the i don't don't think it'll quite end when the first game is starting but you know it'll set up for sure no i mean i'm very curious especially especially because uh people who bought the deluxe edition are going to get that bonus farewell episode to max so i don't know if it's going to be some kind of bridge between this and the original game but i'm looking forward to that too yeah it's uh this is a very this is a very promising start, I thought. So, 
One of the things that I want to mention, and I don't know if it's anything that you noticed, is um, not, I mean, the animation in the game was always kind of like, um, I felt like they had good um, motion capturing for like actual body movement and everything, but the actual facial animations and stuff, and of course, the lip syncing for audio and everything were kind of bad. That was one of the things that people complained about the most with the first game, but they added like actual facial animations in the in a lot of the scenes now, which is something that kind of stood out to me that they were trying to, I don't know, just up their their animation game in this. Yeah, I thought the actually I thought the engine was very improved overall. I thought the environments looked better this time around. Um, the first time when you walk out into Chloe's neighborhood, I, th- I thought that whole like neighborhood looked very good. I thought the the art direction was pretty good. Right. I was uh, overall I was I I, th- I felt like it was a noticeable improvement, which is something I can't say about like Telltale games. I was, I feel like their whole, whole problem is they haven't improved their engine in they just years. They look terrible. They're but, horrible like, I, looking games. I still feel like this game is like the character movement is very stilted. It's very even even like it. it I felt it felt kind of hard to move some place sometimes in like the in the front in the front lawn of Blackwell. I thought. Uh, if, if at first I thought I was like being filtered on, down the sidewalks a little bit, but it, I, it just like kept hitting weird like, invisible walls. And sometimes I thought, I don't know, it just felt the movement still feels kind of weird. But uh, you don't do, I mean, you don't really do that much of it in this game, honestly. Yeah, I feel like this is again, it's a lot more, um, and I don't mind this at all. This this one feels a little bit less like a game and more like an interactive movie, which all of these like choice based games are like 75% of the time at least. Um, But yeah, this one's a lot more like, hey, just walk from this room to this room and then the game kind of takes over from there and then your interaction with it is very limited aside from dialogue choices, which again, I don't have a problem with. I still love it. The the game's story is what carries it anyway, not the gameplay. Yeah, I I agree. I think, and I think that's why it's important. The writing seems better this time around, even. And I like the I I do like the writing in the first one. I thought it was overall strong. It just had some uh, some force. It just felt forced in places. It um, just it felt rushed towards the end, which is something that I'm never going to be happy with. But it happens. Yeah, I uh, Night in the Woods is still my gold standard for like games like this in terms of the writing and and characters. Uh, but I think this is. This is why another reason I was worried I I wouldn't like this as much, but uh, they Deck, Deck Nine seems more than capable of delivering a solid story. They have two more episodes to do it, which is uh, I'm actually now that I think I think is good that they're only doing three episodes. It's gonna be they can make a very focused story that way, and uh, also the wait the wait it won't take a, a year to finish the fucking story. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's that, but also at the same time, like, I know they say less is more, but in certain cases, I'm just like, no, more is more. <laughs> Three episodes is nothing. I, I am a less is more guy through and through. Yeah. So I was, I've, it's I've just, always. In my mind, the reason why I, I'm so into this is because I like the new characters that they've introduced. I like, um, I think her name is Samantha, the one that she kind of compares to, like, the the bookish one that compares to Max. She was interesting. Um, I like Steph and I like Mikey. So it's, it's disappointing that we're going to have like so little time with these new characters that they've added in that I like so much, but you know, this is what happens. It's a prequel. It's not a sequel. Yeah. And sequels not going to have those characters anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> well, actually we don't know that for sure. Like it says right. they're not, it, they I, just said it's Max's story 
I'm pretty sure they they emphasized that Max's story is over, or, may, or maybe Max and Chloe's. They didn't say that there were going to be no returning characters whatsoever. Yeah, I I, so, I I would say it's pretty it's probably pretty fair bet that some characters are going to show up in their in their subsequent uh, series. So I feel like they it? need to just to keep people's connection to the game, or at least in my opinion, because once you do a game where no characters come back to a beloved series. It kind of ruins things a little bit, at least to me, not, not naming any names. Not that, that is not always the case. It is, it's just create creating new characters is very hard. It and, is. Uh, writing people, people is, get attached. Writing is not an easy thing to do and creating and and when you have to create new characters for something that's already well liked, it's even harder. So I but that's why I. That's that's why I like it more that way. I like I like that they have to they have to create something new. They have to go out, think outside the box. They have to have to improve upon what was there before. So I I think there will be returning characters. I think there will be minor returning characters. I think there will be minor in Life is Strange too, but they will be they will be there in in some form or fashion. I, I but I do hope that it's uh, it's its own thing mostly. Uh, and for before the storm, I think. It's uh, it is doing a good job of being of still being its own thing, um, thematically, while also uh, building on those characters before. So I think you're gonna I think you're gonna get the best of both worlds, as I hope you do with this and then two. So, but yeah, I am impressed so far. They don't they don't have a date for the next episode yet, do they? Or at least a month. They they kind of said two months in between each episode initially, which I remember was one of those big things that people were very, very angry about when they first announced it. Yeah. Um, along with, obviously, the voice acting changes, which nobody knew. And, and we just found out today, nobody returned. Um, I mean, I guess... It, it, I'm guessing probably November at this point, which is terrible because that means we have a whole month at least to get through before... The second episode comes out still. Yeah, um, that's that's my problem with episodic games in general. Really, is the but uh, is the lack of consistent release schedules. But that's all. That's neither here nor there at this point. Uh, this is the, this is the first time I will be doing the series from beginning and from wait and doing the wait in between every episode. So yeah, so you get to suffer with me this time. I don't think. Although I'll I know you're, I know you're not nearly as passionate about it as I am. So not suffer, I, I, but you, you have to yeah. endure it. I guess is a better yeah, word. I, I enjoy it. It doesn't. It, I don't think I'll be suffering, waiting for it. I'll be looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, do you have anything else to add, Brittany, to about this? Or uh, I mean, aside from just being very, very, very pleasantly surprised with how this is going, no, I'm just excited for the next episode. Yeah. Well, that's that's gonna be a. An ep- a game club, at least for this for, uh, for this episode, um, we will uh, talk to you guys eventually again for the second episode. And uh, yeah, Brittany will be on all of them. I promise. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I will be too, because uh, I would I like I like talking about this series. But uh, until then, bye. See you.